Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. Kyle. Yes, sir. In all of your uh, romantic uh, adventures Ooh, dating people, okay, have you, have you ever been in a situation where the person you were dating, you tried to put the moves on them in front of your own parents? Ooh, no, I don't think I've ever no. gone that far. You know why you haven't, Kyle? Because it's a bad idea? Because it would be an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Which is appropriate uh, here in minute 86 of Louis Leterrier's 2008 film, The Incredible Hulk, uh, because we're talking about <laughs> abominations of, of many, many sorts. Oh, my God. Oh. What I mean, what do we got? Yeah. We have so little to say here. <laughs> There's like there's, it's it, it's a minute of uh, just moving it's just moving pieces around the chessboard. I mean that really is what it comes down to. Uh, With footsie and footsie and, and footsie and footsie. Yes, uh, consent and footsie. That's what it comes down to. Um, oh. So <laughs> so uh, we we pick up where we left off, uh, which is uh, Blonsky has a gun in Stern's face, uh, and Stern's doesn't seem to notice. Like, he it really is is past sort of this, like, he, they're still, he's still obsessed with, like, this new test subject, I guess, now he's right. thinking of him as, like, this uh, Opportunity. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inject this dude with some stuff, and we're going to see what happens. I guess they were talking about the Hulk, so the first line of this minute is uh, Blonsky saying, I need that. Make me that. He's like, this is full-on junkie mode. Like, I think when they were in the commentary, they talked about this being uh, junkie three. <laughs> the different stages of junkiness that he's going to. Uh, so then, um, yeah, that's, then, we, then we have the name drop. So yeah, see, this we talked a little bit about this in the previous minute, but this is still in the part of the MCU when it was just new enough that they weren't really sure uh, that they should, you know, use the the actual terms, the words. Right, right. Uh, so we have them coming up and saying. I don't know what you've got inside you already. The mixture could be an abomination. With a little wink, with a, li- with a wink and a ding. Yeah. Huh? Folks, abomination, yeah, right? I... Right? Yeah. Uh, and it's it's nice. I mean, it is, it is nice fan service in terms of like you get to put the word that be, but no one has the guts to actually call him abomination. The rest of the whole movie, they never refer to him that again. But it was a nice way of being, huh? Huh? Uh, so... As as they're talking, then Blonsky grabs Stearns by the and and lifts him right up in the air, like oh oh, <laughs> uh, and so it's, I I think that was really cool because this is a, a good example of wire work, so obviously and actually and it's and it's good wire work because yeah. you don't get that little shimmer like like jiggle yeah no it actually looks like all of his weight is now on his sternum right and he is uh, yeah. Like obviously, he's wearing regular people clothes. He's not wearing like the military right. fatigues. He's hide so it's a lot harder to hide a flying rig, which is essentially what this is. I mean, this is basically he's doing a Peter Pan. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that they you know they're yanking him up in the air. That it's really hard to hide that under regular clothes, and they did a really good job because you don't see all the straps and stuff that he actually had underneath it. Right. So you know, for being a t-shirt and and khakis, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty good job. So I wonder if he got a stunt bump for that. <laughs> a little extra, a little extra payola for uh, to, you know, putting your uh, life in the hands of a couple of uh, teamsters on the other side of a of a rig lifting you up. This is where Tim Blake Nelson is great because he is in the air suspended and still 
full-on crazy scientist. Yes. Because uh, uh, even while he's being, like, you know, one-handed by this crazed, uh, genetically modified soldier, he's still there going, I didn't say I was unwilling. I just need informed consent. Well, <laughs> and how funny is... A good line. Well, no, but it's... And it's funny because it's, it's, it's a twofer. It's a double joke. Yeah. Because the first joke yeah. is... I wasn't saying I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And then and then they layer that with, but I just need your consent. And I got it. <laughs> like does, yeah. It's just awesome because he doesn't even need, he, he doesn't, there's no punchline to either one of those jokes. He delivers both the setup and the punchline. And yeah, it's, it's, a, and it's, a, it's a great line and he delivers it perfectly, Absolutely. especially for being in a weird position. So I was curious what actually informed consent is. So I went to the AMA. So on the AMA website, uh, this is what they say when they talk about informed consent. In seeking a patient's informed consent or the consent from the patient's surrogate, if the patient lacks decision-making capacity or declines to participate in the decision-making process, which none of this applies right here, physicians should A, assess the patient's ability to understand relevant medical information and the implications of treatment alternatives and to make an independent voluntary decision, B, Present relevant information accurately and sensitively in keeping with the patient's preferences for receiving medical information. The physician should include information about, one, the diagnosis when known, two, the nature and purpose of recommended interventions, and three, the burdens, risks, and expected benefits of all options, including foregoing treatment. So, Rob, do you think (laughs) this meets the medical definition of informed consent? Yes, because under D... (laughs) If you're being, if your life is being threatened by a gamma irradiated psychopath, <laughs> you do what he says. Yeah, when you're one handed up in the air. I mean, uh, by uh, okay, identified soldier. Sure, <laughs> sure, okay. Yeah, and that's says, funny. And you've given it. <laughs> yeah. Then while the the really boring preparations are being made, we cut to the helicopter. Remember the big uh, helicopter that's taking them away? We see them flying over New York. And, and clearly, like we were talking about with the deleted scene and not deleted scene, they are not lifting off from the university. Right. Looks like they're lifting out of Central Park. Oh, right. I mean, like, I was, doesn't it? I mean, like, it's a, it's a pretty big, you know New York better than I do, but, like, that's a pretty, oh, that's pretty huge. big green oh, yeah. area they're right. lifting off of. And then off the side, there's a beautiful okay. harvest moon. So I want to say this. Yeah. First of all, knowing that this is all CG, because this is New York. Oh, yeah. You've got the helicopter, which looks great. I mean, nice motion blurs, like everything. Yeah. And you get a beautiful shot of it. I mean, on our screenshots that we've got, beautiful shot of the copter. Mm-hmm. That moon is crazy. Yeah. It's, okay, and honestly, it's surreal. Like, it's not even, like, I know there's moons that, you know, when you get a moon on the horizon, you have the optical effect of it being way bigger than it actually is, or that it'll appear in the sky. This scene is, what I thought was funny is, this scene is obviously meant to be almost a caricature. (laughs) Oh, Like, I actually, I think that... that It's such a beautiful night. It's so gorgeous. There's this just crazy amount of, of just perfect lighting between the copter, the the skyline of New York, what looks like to be just a few moments after, you know, twilight Mm -hmm. or, you know, dusk is set in. And then you've got this crazy moon. It very much appeared to me like a panel off a comic book page. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Everything in the element. It's interesting to me that the fugitive, probably the most dangerous man in the world, I guess, at this point. I mean, like, you sure. know, the, the whole sure. And that there's two guards. I know that they like there's a cure and they sedated him. And that even though sedation obviously didn't really do that much for him. This seems way minimal. It just seems like there's there should be way more people in that helicopter accompanying him. But I guess... 
maybe nobody wanted to get on. Nobody wanted else to get on. He is okay. F- F- Ross is right there. Yeah, Ross is there. There's there's a communications officer, two pilots, and then two soldiers. I think two soldiers, which look very bemused by what's about to happen. Yeah, I know. But right? the one thing, but the one thing you do notice is that Bruce is wearing a type of handcuff that I don't <laughs> think actually exists, and it looks like yeah. it's like a carbon fiber composite. Yeah. Shackle system. Copyright Stark Industries. Uh, yeah, of, I'm sure, yeah. of course. Right? Yeah, right. But yeah, I thought that too. It looks like a bunch of bicycle chains. Ex- like, exactly. Around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually surprised they didn't make a thing of that, like when it like, showed them manacling them on or something like that. They're just right. they're just sort of there. Yeah. It seemed like a, it was a weird design detail. It was cool, but I, I kind of wish they had uh, sort of made a, a thing about it. Like, you're not going to break these. There's not a, there's not a deleted scene. There's not... <laughs> Knowing this movie, there's probably a deleted scene. There's, there's a probably... deleted scene that's never seen the light of day that right. probably has that in there. Somewhere somewhere in the universal vaults. Right. <laughs> so then we have uh, Betty. Uh, she plays a little bit of footsie. Aww. It's... She, uh, you know, kind of like nudges Bruce to, uh, you know, to like, hey, how, how, you, doing? how you doing? I'm right, I'm right here. <laughs> Like here, yeah, they reach out and they hold hands. It's very sweet. Like it, it's it's interesting. Like that, they're very much of a couple. Yeah, no, this is here. This continues. You know, one of the really great elements I think we've enjoyed, and we will continue this part. I think we will continue to enjoy, as opposed to other things. Yeah, that they mm-hmm. they have a very nice relationship. It's very so loving, and it's moments like this where oh my god, look what we just lived through. Well, this isn't going to end yeah. well. Here we are. I'm shackled in a in a military <laughs> helicopter with your dad who wants to kill me. Right. And yet she still has the moment to reach out and go, hey, I love you. I mean, and, and even the word's not said. That's what the implication <laughs> yeah. is. And there's the whole concept of her. You know, she touches her. The, they play the footsies. She grabs in, pulls mm-hmm. his hands in, and then she's the one who bends down to kiss his hands. Which, of course, while yeah. the dad just... I don't even think he notices. <laughs> you know, I think I think that that's funny. Like the, the soldiers too are just like, nope, not paying attention no, oh, to that. Oh no, no you can like... tell the two soldiers <laughs> like, clearly do, have do, the do. face. They clearly have the face of, good God, what? Why did we get assigned to this one? What is this? It's really actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it is like to to watch them not pay attention to what's going on right. for their prisoner. Yeah. Uh, but no, we can't let any type of soft moment pass. Oh. Uh, we have to cut away immediately back to Dr. Stern's House of Horrors. Um, Stern's loading up a vial of Bruce's blood. He's got a big, a big jug of it, too. Like a, a really hefty size of it. Like before we saw the purple stuff that he was using to do the dialysis on. But this is like a gallon jug. Oh, no, it's like, like a, it's like the biggest hydro flask they make. <laughs> yes. It's, the, I mean, it's like, whoa, dude. It's, like, it's a, it's a two liter of blood. I yes. mean, come on, man. And we see that it is batch 2058. Uh, and it has a strength of 14.56%, which is from when we were passing through all of those really expensive uh, refrigerators. That is the strongest concentration we've seen. Okay, so wait. I guess maybe that, that's what he had. That's a, that's you just, okay, I'm just going to admit this. When I yes. saw this, when I looked at this, when I when I examined the screenshots, right, mm-hmm. that the decimal point is high. And I thought it said strength eh, between 14 and 56%. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in there, like, that seems like a that seems like a strange I mean, thing to do, a, right? It's a lot. Don't don't mess with this. Like that's that's actually what I thought it said. Like okay, all right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, by the time you get fifty six percent, you'd think it'd be pretty green. And because it stirs, he puts it in there and then gives it the Fonzie pat. Oh yeah, just to make sure that it's it's rolling truly in there, and with the, with that thump, that's where the minute comes to an end. Yeah, that's it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the yeah, minute. Yeah, it really like, is. 
Yeah. It's it's a nice acting between the two Tims. Yeah. It's the couples. So it's it's the two Tims in the one, and then we have uh, uh, Bruce and Betty in the other one. You could actually say there's a, you know I mean we got the laughs of the first part. Yeah. We get we get the kind of mm-hmm. endearing moment. Now with the with the big hydro flask of Bruce's blood, we're gonna kick into the finale. Yeah. That's that's where we're going. That's right. Because yeah, now we're gonna we're we're powering up the uh, the the enemy. So, but you won't find find that until minute eighty seven. So you have to come back for that. In the meantime, so Rob, there's different ranks of generals, right? Yes, I am aware of this. So you start out and you you become a one star general. One star. That's and then you yeah. move up to it. And by the time you get to Dross level, you're actually a four star general. Oh, but you know what's better than a four star general? Well, let me see. A six star? Uh, no, no, actually, it's five star. It's oh, yeah. Five star. Oh yeah, that's right. It's funny we should mention that because five stars is actually my favorite rating on iTunes. Oh yes. So you know, in honor of Ross, and if you're enjoying this podcast and you've made it to minute eighty six, uh, maybe you should go onto iTunes and give us five stars in honor of General Ross. And if not for General Ross, because obviously he's the bad guy of this thing, do it for Major Spar. Oh yes. Who never even got one star. Five stars for Spar. That's the thing. When you, if you don't want to write the review, five stars for Spar. You don't even have to write out a full review. You can just do five stars for Spar. Maybe more people will find us. We'll add more to our, our fun little Marvel You know, I, I got to tell you. No, I mean, look, obviously we hope you're enjoying this podcast, and we enjoy doing it. And, and we really would appreciate if people would, would actually give those ratings and, and up on the higher end of the thing. Because, look, if you don't like the, if you don't like the show, well, then you, you're not listening. Or you can reach out and tell us what you don't like, and we will try to make it better. Because that's what we're in the business of doing, making good things for good people. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what we're here for. That's exactly why we're here. So we hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, we'll be back here for minute 87. Uh, we hope it won't be an abominable episode. Uh, but we hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.